Hello everybody! So happy to be back here with you guys again today. We're doing another live stream. Um, just a reminder, I am Amber, your Soul Connects Thrive Guide. I hope you guys are all having a great day. Um, and just refresh you, so my job, it really, for Soul Connects, is I'm here to help you guys thrive on your personal and spiritual journey. And today, we're going to do that by talking to our certified astrologer on Soul Connects, Kiara Kayan. So I'm going to go ahead and invite her on and give you guys just a minute to get her settled. Hello, everyone joining. This is going to be lots of fun. There she is. Hey, Kiara. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thank you for joining me today, and thank you for the invite. I'm so happy to be here and have you here. Thank um, you. I was really excited to chat again about our eclipses, especially since we are in the eve before the eclipse starts tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great time for this. So, so you know, just kind of get started. Let's let's give them a bit of background. I know I already told them you're the astrologer, but do you want to give just a little intro about yourself before we get into it? Sure. So I am, um, as Amber said, an astrologer, but I also do uh, a number of other tools and um, experiences and different avenues of spirituality. My favorite right now, though, is talking about past lives, Akashic Records, astrology, and I love to do retreats. So I'll actually be starting up more uh, events coming up very soon. You guys will see on my page. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. So, so I know we've got a lot to talk about today. So let's just kind of get into it if you're ready. Um, Here we go. <laughs> so can you give us kind of an overview before we get into like the deeper questions, just an overview of what's going on right now? What are we here to talk about today? Yeah, so um, Amber and I actually talked earlier, we were checking in to see what um, topics there are to check in on and I really wanted to talk about the eclipses again, just to recap uh, what we've experienced so far and also what's coming up at the end of the year. So that'll be a little bit about this eclipse. It's a beautiful new moon tomorrow. It's going to be a Gemini new moon, and it is called a solar eclipse for tomorrow's event. Exciting. Awesome. I can't wait to learn about it. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Okay. So kind of for those of the, those of you guys who didn't see our last live stream that we did, Kira kind of went through this past eclipse we had. So let's just do a bit of a refresher. Can you tell us kind of just a bit about what, what is an eclipse? What does that mean? Yeah, so there's two forms again of the eclipses. We have a solar and a lunar eclipse. The solar eclipse is actually when the moon passes between the earth and the sun. So that's why it's blacked out and then you have that sunlight around it. And a lunar eclipse is the opposite. It's when the earth passes between the sun and the moon. So you'll actually see the shadow reflecting off of the moon. That's why this last lunar eclipse we had on May 26th was a, uh, as they call a blood moon, because it is a total lunar eclipse and the sun was lit, lit on the moon and you could see it all red and, and hued. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so so how long, about how long does an eclipse last? Like kind of, you know, what are we looking at here in terms of time? So there's three different kinds of effects of eclipses. Um, if you think about a moon phase, usually the moon lasts in a phase for three energy days. You have an entrance, you have the full, and then you have an exit. 
For eclipses, it's similar, but it's more progressive based off of the other planets. So because the um, previous eclipse that we had on May 26 occurred literally days before Mercury went retrograde, it was heavily impacted by that Mercury retrograde. And now that we're in a solar eclipse, we have a lot of planetary energy with actually Venus and Mars acting up right now. So this eclipse will be focused on Mercury, Venus, and Mars um, and how that affects like different people's charts. And also because it's in Gemini, um, it'll be mostly fixated on people who have that Sagittarius Gemini signs in their immediate chart or in their north or south uh, lunar pole. And which you, is also called a node. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Can you tell us a bit about kind of how those work? I know we can get into it later as well. Yeah, so a lunar and um, like a lunar node is the energy of like your past and future. And they call it north and south because the north is where we're headed and the south is where we've been. And the reason that that's so important with these eclipses for, especially with how the year exits, because we actually exit in a Sagittarius eclipse, um, this year's North node is Gemini. So some of you who um, were born during certain times of different years, because the, the North node and the South node, those are generational. So like, for example, I have a Scorpio North Node and anybody born in the 95 bracket will have a Scorpio North Node. Mm -hmm. So our South Node is Taurus, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. So when it comes to the Sagittarius Gemini energy with Gemini being our North Node and the eclipse happening in Gemini energy, anybody that is ready to step up to the plate and actually do their work, do their energy, do their actions... It is their year for the next couple of years, this year and next year, to initiate projects, connect, communicate, travel. That's pretty much what that Gemini North Node energy is. And because of that um, solar eclipse, it just makes it that much more potent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, well, thank you for explaining that. That's, that's interesting to know because I think, you know, a lot of times people think it's just you know, your horoscope or just your, your three sign, you know, there's so much more to it than that. I think that's why it's so important that we're here talking about this today. And, you know, for anyone who's just, I'll just throw it out there for anyone who's interested in kind of figuring out the deeper meanings of their chart and everything there does have her astrology service listed on our site. Um, and she's more than happy to work with you. <laughs> so, um, before we go into the next one, I see we got a question in the chat and we will address this, um, but I'll give you an opportunity here, Kiara. So it says, can you explain what was going on with the messed up technology these days? Does that have to do anything with the eclipse coming up? Um, so actually technology being messed up is all Mercury retrograde. Mercury, if you think of them as like people, you, literally that's the easiest way to memorize them. So think of Mercury as a, a person, okay? Mercury's this chatty traveler experience, like knows everybody's business type person, loves technology, loves to connect, right? When it's retrograde or it's going mm -hmm. backwards energetically, um, Mercury gets all like literally like where he uh, fizzes out 
connection is errored, technology is malfunctioning, um, people can't communicate as well, you know, that's literally what happens during Mercury retrograde. So Mercury retrograde exits June 22nd, but we still have something called a shadow period, which is what I wanted to address with the eclipse. Mm -hmm. um, a shadow period for all planetary aspects is anywhere from three days to two weeks. And the Mercury retrograde shadow doesn't end until July 7th. Okay. So definitely important to keep that in mind then. It's not just, you know, when Mercury go re goes retrograde or the day of the eclipse. Like this is, this energy is powerful. It's going to keep impacting us. So it's definitely something to look out for. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. And so I know, you know, just a bit more background for everybody who's still kind of joining in. So can you talk a bit about like the history behind this, um, you know, kind of how this all came to be? Mm -hmm. So there's so many, I could go down a rabbit hole with this. And actually this is fun that we're talking about this because there's something called um, Middle Earth. And that is not a Lord of the Rings reference, but a legit um, reference to the center of the earth. Uh, there's a theory that the earth actually has a, um, at the poles, it's like a center coal, like uh, a cone that opens up inside of the planet. And there's a, an idea that maybe that there could be a middle earth. Mm -hmm. And when eclipses happen, there's this phenomena that occurs where um, it has to do with light. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, that's where the penumbra and the uh, penumbra and the umbra all of that light terminology, that's when you have cone-shaped, diamond-shaped, uh, straight line-shaped light that is reflected off of the moon, the sun, um, other planets, and even our own uh, aurora borealis. Oh, wow. And during times of history, like during before Nazi Germany actually initiated their plans to um, do their whole regime and everything. Um, Hitler noticed that the Aurora Borealis was actually closer to the earth than it had ever been recorded in Germanic history, because usually the Aurora Borealis is north, super north, like Alaska and higher up. But you could see it all the way down in Germany during the, I think it was the 30s, late 30s. Wow. So when you think of these phenomena, eclipses are potent when it comes to that energetic vibration, because it's when the alignment of the moon, the sun, and the earth are all parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. And that's when weird stuff can happen, like um, people being more awake, literally. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm sure a lot of you have with your friends and family, but people are waking up like saying things that you wouldn't think that they would believe like spirituality or like even just uh, personal empowerment thoughts and stuff. And um, I'm also noticing that weirder occurrences of vibration is happening as well. Like the rating of the earth's vibration is at a higher frequency than it's ever been recorded in history. According to us anyway, we don't know past, you know, Egypt or anything like that, but <laughs> That's interesting. It's like the, the earth, you know, people talk about raising that, that the earth's vibration. So it's literally happening right now. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned that kind of that cone shape, you know, and that makes me think of something called the path of totality, which I know we talked covered in our last talk. Do you want to touch on that a bit as well for, for people who didn't get to see it? 
Yeah, I have to find the note because I always want to make sure I say it correctly. Yeah, no problem. And and just for people who are joining in while she's working on that, if you guys are interested in watching our live stream from our last eclipse that we had, that is on our IGTV on Instagram, and you can watch it back anytime. There's lots of good information in there, um, especially about you know the history. We went really deep into that and just kind of overall understanding eclipses. Um, so definitely would recommend that as well. So the um, simple definition for the path of totality instead of reading everything, but just the simple way to look at it is um, when a solar eclipse occurs and you see that phenomena where there's the blacked out moon and then there's the rays of the light outside of it to see this phenomena and actually be just under the tiny little area where it's showing that is the path of totality. That's direct line with the actual uh, occurrence that happens. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And I see that in the chat. I'm going to, I'm so going to watch this live. Yeah. So, so what Kira is saying, you know, you kind of got to be in the right place in the world. You know, I know, I think it was last year, maybe a couple years ago, we had one in the U.S. I'll have to, Kira, do you know where the path of totality is for this one or not sure? Um, let me make sure. Cause there's a couple of areas that it's hitting. I know that our lunar eclipse was around Australia. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so it's so for you guys, a bit more clarification. It's geographical location is what we're talking about. Are you in the US? Are you in Europe? Where are you? It depends if you'll be able to see it or not. Everyone still feels that same energetic energy, energetic energy. <laughs> but it's, you know, to actually visibly see it, you've got to be in a specific zone. Make sure you're wearing those glasses. You don't want to be looking at anything that you shouldn't be looking at with un unprotected eyes. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. Um, so this particular solar eclipse is going to be visible from parts of Russia, Greenland, and northern Canada. Awesome. Okay, so for anyone international, you can watch it. Good to know. Um, it's really fascinating, too, when we're talking about the eclipses. The reason why I wanted to go live and talk about all this is because I wanted to talk about the empowerment phase with all of these phenomena, especially with um, the planetary phenomena, the Earth's phenomena vibrationally, um, people and their connections, all of that. So I think that this is super important, especially talking with someone like, so what's funny is I did a live, uh, you guys can check it out on the page or on my blog, because I did it uh, on the podcast with June, and June is a Sagittarius as well. But Amber and June are, um, they have a difference of about four years, I think, four or five years. So there's different of the Sagittarius perspective based off of your age, obviously. But what I enjoy about talking about it is because my birthday is actually on the 12th. So it's two days after the eclipse. And my aunt's birthday was yesterday. So her birthday is two days before the eclipse. And my curious nature, I'll definitely ask my aunt later, how it affected her and any of you Gemini babies out there and Sagittarius babies that may have felt this hit. What did you experience and how did that affect you? I noticed yesterday for myself, I was feeling bouts of emotional surges, like I felt really sad or like overwhelmed with memories. And then I felt these jolts of energy where I was like super like happy and, and joyous and like enjoying time. So I've been feeling these very strong emotional pulls. And um, 
I actually did a um, on the land session yesterday at the stupa, which was crazy because when I was there, I could feel like the earth pulsing in Sedona, Arizona, because Sedona is actually a giant vortex. So it has different vortexes all around a giant center vortex. And when I was standing on the stupa, the stupa is on top of a major vortex that's under the Thunder Mountain. And I could feel like surges of energy and I couldn't quite like, I don't know, I'm not, I don't focus on stuff like that. Usually I'm just kind of living life and doing what I'm doing. But when I feel it, I like feel it like reverberate in my body, you know? Wow, that's powerful. That's, that's cool that you could like literally feel it. You know, I think a lot of people we come on and we talk about this kind of stuff. They're like, you know, with the energy, like practicing working with your hands and stuff. It's like, you know, am I really but it's that's cool when you get that when you're like, Oh, wow, this is powerful. This is, this is Mama Gaia. This is Mama Earth. Like she's, she's here. She's showing me she's here. You know, I love that. That's cool. So, you know, kind of talking about energy and, and what's going on right now, you know, so it's in Gemini and it's, it's funny you mentioned that th those emotional bouts coming up and then kind of moving forward. Cause for me, it's been a lot of that emotion coming up, getting, getting a little overwhelmed. And then the other side of it for me has, it's been very motivating towards new beginnings, which I know is kind of a theme going on as well. It's like these emotions come up and then I'm like, I have to do something about this. I can't just sit with this anymore. You know, it's all that. And so that's kind of been my experience, but I guess I'm wondering, so with this moon being in Gemini and just everything going on, there's a lot with the Mercury retrograde, what kind of energy are we working with? Like, what should we be aware of? What should we look out for? Um, especially since we were talking about um, the North Node being a vital key for that answer this year. Um, Gemini North Node is all about uh, communication. It's about finding answers with those deeper, deeper connections. Um, and like also the surface level connections, like when you're talking to the postman or when you're going to get your cup of coffee are you connecting on that level when you're around those people? I think that it's going to be really good right now for planning, like planning, writing down what you want to do, your achievements. Because honestly, I think that I already mentioned this a couple of times during the year, but we're going to see a massive shift when it comes to government. And I've noticed um, there's a lot of like players that are, are, are acting up in, po in politics as well. Bye, bye, Iwa. Thank you for checking in with us. There's a lot going on with politics because you've, you can see that our government is shifting between, okay, do we give all these people the payouts or do we make them go on Wayfair or do we um, have them go and do more working? I've noticed that a lot of uh, businesses are desperate for getting people to come in. But the problem is, is that we're seeing uh, an issue with our inflation. The inflation right now is crazy, which, you know, that means that we're going to have a crash soon. So wherever that be, um, people and businesses may not have the money to pay the prices to pay for people to be able to pay for their bills. So the issue is we can't, you know, if there's no money here, then there's no money here and nothing's going to get paid for or taken care of. It's just kind of surface level working through it. And I think that Gemini in that is discovering your talents by being uh, also malleable and flexible. 
while making sure everything is taken care of, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that you relate that to kind of what's going on for all of us in the US right now is like, really seeing not even just how it affects on that personal level, but the greater the grand scheme, because ultimately, you know, it's, we are that, that universal, we're all connected, you know, and it, it impacts all of us. And by impacting one of us, it impacts the rest. And, you know, thinking about all these crazy things that have been going on with the pandemic and government changing and all of this, I think it's really important to address that. So thank you for speaking to that. And oh, man, that's, that's interesting. So, you know, with Gemini, that's kind of the deal. Can you talk a bit about like this new moon energy? Because obviously, you know, this comes up every month. And we've had questions about that. Like what, what's typical of a new moon? How does that work energetically? Um, the biggest highlights, especially if you're doing intention work, like if you're trying to uh, make money come to you or a relationship or a new beginning in general, new moons literally in the name is about a rebirth. It's a new. So something has to end in order to begin, right? So when you think of a new moon, it's the darkest phase of the moon. It's black. So what do you need to remove and end in order to get the light going again? Mm -hmm. It's like a reset button. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And it's easy to remember that way too. New moon, new beginnings. New moon, new. Short and simple. You know, I like that. Awesome. Okay. And then kind of thinking about, you know, we're talking about people who are in these signs who have this kind of stuff going on in their chart. You're a Gemini, you know, and you mm -hmm. of your experience how should Gemini's and also, I guess, just everybody kind of prepare for what's going on? Is there anything that we need to watch out for versus like taking advantage of the energy stuff that we should be aware of might happen that we should maybe let roll off our shoulders a bit more, anything like that to think comes to mind? I definitely feel like channeling a little bit of that to talk about it. So like starting with Aries, Aries and Sagittarius and Leo, those are our three fire signs, right? Aries is the independent. It's about self. It's about impact. It's about doing and work. So if you're an Aries, this is about getting your butt in gear and stepping up to the plate. You may not want to, but it's time for you to start. Leo, this is about shining your light without letting your cards be on the table. You need to be careful that other people around you aren't manipulating you or taking advantage of that energy that you have going on. If you're a Sagittarius, this is literally about travel and uh, connections and experience. Be very smart about where you're traveling, but feel it. If you feel like you need to go somewhere, kind of like you have a trip coming up. If you feel like you need to go somewhere, probably need to go somewhere. You're going to meet people there that you need to meet. Going on to the earth signs. Don't know why we're going to earth, but we're going to talk about earth, Taurus. Um, patience, patience, no, no ego, no stubbornness, patience, you're doing great, you know, keep going, be patient with all the crap that's coming your way. That's kind of what I feel for Taurus is they have a lot going on. Um, when it comes to our Capricorns, you have a business proposition coming up. Uh, think about how you want to initiate that and who you want to involve. Um, if the business proposition is a romance, or if it's like a family thing, it doesn't have to be you know, your work, but it's something that has to do with, okay, something's coming up, you got to deal with it, just find out who's going to help you with that goal. Virgo, this is about rejuvenation, healing, self worth stuff, love yourself, give yourself all that time and attention. Uh, moving on to water signs, Scorpios, 
Um, I feel like this is a very like mysterious time for you. Like there's a lot of stuff that came up, like things that got behind the curtain, like all of a sudden you're seeing it, not on that rose colored glasses type thing. Definitely be aware more so than ever. Trust your instincts right now. Um, cancers, this is about emotional purge, a healing, let yourself be, just be, you know, in your zone. You're fine. I kind of like that energy with Taurus. You might get some stuff come in, just chill on it, just vibe with it. What about Taurus? <laughs> uh, Taurus, I was saying that uh, it's about patience. Uh, things are going to happen. Just kind of roll with it and like keep doing what you want to do. You're doing great. That's Taurus. Going back to our water signs, lastly, with that Pisces energy. Pisces, you have pretty sweet spot right now. You got a good energy going for you. There's a lot of abundance that can come your way. Don't let your emotions get in the way of that abundance and don't think that it's not coming. Just kind of let it come in. Um, moving on to our air signs. This is really important for you guys because of the eclipse tomorrow. Okay, so Aquarius, um, this is your year for initiation and projects. You probably already had some stuff going on or that you wanted to create if you didn't act on it it's time to finalize your plans so that when july 7th happens you can do your work hmm. um gemini's <laughs> roll with it <laughs> um we have so much coming in that we could create and grow with uh we have a lot of building we have a lot of people uh if you have your own business you have a lot of growth happening there um just let everything go Anything that stopped you, even if you really care about it, you need to let it go because it's only going to tug you down. Lastly, with Libra, out of all the Zodiac, uh, you are right now the independent leader. A lot of work is going to come to you. You might feel a little overwhelmed with it. Um, categorize the work, put it, you know, put effort in each of it evenly and just kind of baby step through it so that you're not overwhelmed. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'm sure, you know, everybody, I'm definitely going to be sending this live to all my friends and be like, here's what you need to know. So I'm sure we all really appreciate that. Thank you for that, Kira. Um, cool. Awesome. So, you know, on theme, general message for everybody. I know, you know, we've got some, I know you want to mention some of those upcoming events and things. I kind of just want to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about anything else that you think is really important to address today and, anything you want everybody to just kind of be aware of moving into this. Um, at the end of this year, you guys, we have uh, a total solar eclipse and it's going to be in Sagittarius. So <laughs> big deal there. That's a reflection period of this month. This things are going to get really big for everybody, whether that's good, whether that's bad, it's going to be big, 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 right? So you're going to end the year with a bang. It's going to be global. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something global and we're all going to feel it. So before December comes, I got chills, by the way, before Dude. December comes, just go with it. Do your work. Uh, put your efforts in yourself. Put your attention in yourself. Um, make sure that you're kind of, you know, if you're waking up and you have all this spiritual prowess and you're like, wow, I really want to know about chakras. Okay. Go learn about chakras. Um, if you want to know about crystals or resonance or energy work, go look it up. I mean, Nikola Tesla was a huge factor in energy healing that we have today. 
um, go look up some yoga experiences. I'm actually not a yoga person, but recently I've been really getting into doing yoga and I highly recommend it actually, because it, uh, like I told you, like I am not a yoga person, but it really works and I really enjoy it. So you, it's a time to get your body moving. It's a time to get your mental health lit. You know, it's time to get your emotional health together and let go. Even if it's painful, like it, it's a lot, but we need to let go. Um, and, you know, physically get, get fit, man. Like just play, get healthy, let go of all the um, wishing to have like the fast food stuff. I'm a huge advocate uh, against fast food because I just feel like it's plastic and, there's other amazing cheap ways to create yummy dinners. Maybe it's time to learn how to cook or, you know, even if you want to learn with family, um, this stuff is really good right now. I grew up in a very poor household at times. Um, we went from being like upper to middle to low to middle uh, my entire childhood. So I've had my fair share of eating uh, fast food and uh, quick weenies and uh cabbage stew, you know, stuff like that. So um, now that I'm older, I really enjoy having the healthy food. And I'm really an advocate for it. Because if you eat healthy, your mental health actually goes up, your emotional health will go up, um, stuff like that. So I highly recommend that, especially during this eclipse, maybe that's what you need to let go of is like, oh, I need to start a new diet or a new exercise program, or I need to go see a counselor and purge my emotions or a romance counselor with my partner. It's time to uh, build yourself exponentially before December, because December is going to go out with a bang. In January of next year, we're going to see a totally different country. So it's time to get in gear for you. Um, do you have any particular questions for me, Amber? Um, I think that's about it. I mean, unless anybody in our audience has more, I feel like I learned a ton today. And I think, you know, thank you for, for sharing all that and for, for joining us here today. I think, you know, this stuff is so important, you guys. Really, it's astrology is the root of our lives. It really is. So, you know, if you're... If you're interested in learning more, um, you know, let us know. Let us know what you guys want us to hop on and talk about. Let, let us know what you want to learn about. Um, you know, check out our site. We just put up a blog post on astrology for decision making recently. Check out Kiara's site. She's got an awesome blog and podcast that you can go watch, listen anytime. Um, yeah. And then, of course, if you want to work with Kiara, you can find her on our site on soulconnects.com. I'll go ahead and publish the link to this IGTV in our uh, story shortly after. Um, and I'll go ahead and put her link in our bio as well. So you can find her quickly. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you so much, Kiara. As always, it's a pleasure. Um, I do have a quick final note talking about why astrology is important. Um, if you think about it, it's like a mathematical formula. And they say that, you know, uh, the universal language is math or love, you know, those are our two universal languages. So I feel like, when you're studying um, astrology, astrology is basically you, it's your math, it's your components, it's what you're made up of. It doesn't define you, but it is something that plays a key factor in what you can utilize towards your next things. So the biggest things I would say, if you're interested in astrology, just some easy tips to kind of plan your future, do your chart, find out what your moon is, Use your moon as a representation of a moon during the lunar phases. For example, I am a 
uh, Sagittarius full moon baby. So I was born on a full moon and my moon is Sagittarius. So during Sagittarian moons, uh, I have a lot of connection to them. Um, during Taurus moons, I feel very blocked and stumped. During Libra moons, I feel very lit, empowered, romantic. Aries moons, same thing. Um, that is your key to looking at, well, when I want to make money. Okay, well, if you're a Sagittarius moon, what is compatible with Sagittarius? Air and fire signs. So during Gemini energy or during um, maybe even like possibly Virgo energy because they are the same family, they're mutable energies, money can come in for you very fluidly. So that's a cheat with the moon. The second thing that you can cheat with is paying attention to um, what your Mercury or Venus is in. Your Mercury is your communication. It's how you connect with the world. So my Mercury is in Gemini, so I like to talk a lot. And that's how I connect with people is talking with them a lot. Um, my Venus is also Gemini. <laughs> so I like to talk when I'm getting connected to people on an emotional level. So obviously, if you want to talk to me, I will very much appreciate that. But some people who have a Venus in Taurus or a Venus in Cancer they approve more of uh, physical uh, things like uh, maybe touch or like doing things for you or being at home, um, very nurturing signs. So that's kind of, you know, you look up your sign and then you look up what that sign means and it's very easy. You can use that to your advantage. So if Mercury retrogrades in Gemini, I stumble upon my words like crazy because my Mercury is in Gemini and I'm like all over the place. So that's kind of a cheat sheet. Those are a couple of ways that you can use the, the components of astrology. That's awesome. Thank you for explaining that. Cause I think, you know, it's hard to make those connections on your own, but I think once you like you hear it in play for someone else, or you really start to dig in and understand, okay, so these planets, these, you know, like it, it really does make sense. And the more that you guys look into it, like astrology, you know, you can kind of get started. I would highly recommend working with a practitioner like Kiara, if you want to really get deep into it. Um, but it, you know, just even figuring out what your chart looks like is a huge, huge step in the right direction. I actually recently had Kara do a write up for me, on my moons. Oh my gosh, life changing. Now I actually know what to put in my astrological planner. So thank you for that, Kara. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I was curious, actually, how that went for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been great. We'll chat about it offline. <laughs> but yeah, and you guys, um, I see a question in the chat. How can we find her on your site? I'll go ahead and make sure that her link is in our bio shortly after this call so that you can just go into our IG, click the bio, and you'll be able to find her super easily. And the great thing about Kara as well is she's really good about tailoring for your needs. So talk to her, work with her. She'll help you figure out what you need to do and what you need to work on um, in order to get in the right direction, what you need to know, that kind of deal. Um, yeah. So I guess, I mean, is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about here today, Kira, while we have time? I know we've been on for a little bit, but we got more time. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> the way that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, or if anybody else in the chat with us has questions, now's the time. <laughs> um, so the way like just talking about like the final points for how this new moon is going to affect us. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'll probably close with that. But basically, it's like new roads, new things, new opportunities, um, ways that you personally communicate. Uh, that's kind of what this highlight of the eclipse is. Um, I highly recommend I just got a new journal, actually, and I'm sending a journal actually to my sister as well very soon. Got our little Totoro journal, if you guys know the Hayao Miyazaki films. But I had got a journal recently to start talking to myself about what I'm feeling during certain moon phases and to calculate kind of like how to create my new beginnings because I want to make sure that my um, my abundance is still in flow and everything. So that's kind of what I recommend to you guys is if you are looking into how you can better take advantage of the Gemini energy, even if you don't like to write. I recommend a journal, even if you just do it for this moon, you can go back to it, you can look at what you're experiencing. Um, and you can add that to your repertoire. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely good advice. Thank you for that. And I see we actually, we have another question in the chat. It's a bit off topic, we could do another live on this. Or if you want to touch on it, we've got time. He said, could you shed some light on how chakras work? Sure, I can <laughs> apply it to how the moon actually will affect that. So um, because the moon is in the Gemini energy that will affect the throat chakra specifically. So when you're uh, working with chakras, chakras are basically little whirlpools of energy. Um, I highly recommend watching Avatar The Last Airbender, the anime, if you want to learn more about cute ways to understand the chakras. It's in season three, I think, of the Avatar series or season two. But just if we're talking on the spiritual level, it's a practice of vibrational energy that's fixated in specific meridian lines in our body. So the crown chakra typically is above the head. It's not like the head itself, but it's like right above it. That's your connection to source energy and everybody else around you. Your third eye, which can be anywhere in this area, depends on you as a person. Mine's right here. Um, that is your intuition, um, your spirituality, how you download information. Your throat chakra, which will be affected by this moon, is right here. And um, it is like super, like, you could feel really hard to talk. You could feel the intensity. Um, it's kind of a challenge during eclipses because you are being told to, like, be quiet and reflect. But you definitely need to express. So that's why I say get a journal or scream or sing or talk or whatever you need to do. Just get that crap going so it's unclogged. Your heart chakra, there are two points to the heart chakra. There's one here and there's one there. Um the way that that works is connected to your emotional body. So if you're not in good health and you're emotional, usually it's because your heart chakra is off. So finding ways to give yourself self-love affirmations, um, you can hold your hands to your heart and say, I love you to yourself. That is really helpful to that chakra, especially during eclipse season and mercury retrogrades. Your solar plexus is in your belly. It's in your gut. If you have a hard time digesting foods or if you have, uh, what is it called? Gastral inflammation, um, things like that. It's because your solar plexus is off. That's your will. That's your initiative. That's your do, your work. So to balance that, you can like rub your belly kind of like this, like just very like gently. 
and you just kind of push the energy through imagine that the energy is kind of moving it through your body so it's like super clockwise and in alignment Mm-hmm. Um, your sacral chakra is your sexual organs or for women it's the the ovaries or the womb um, the sacral is your divine given creative power that is where your magic is so if your sacral is clogged from maybe sexual abuse or um, self-hate or not being creative I highly suggest being creative in your natural way as a person even if that's like scrapbooking or vision boards or painting or drawing or creating something or business whatever your creativity is do it even if it's just a little snippet that'll help align your uh, sacral the last one is the root chakra the tailbone Um, that is going to also be affected by the eclipse because it's our connection to our ancestry and our family and our past So the root chakra is your balance. You need to find ways to ground. Grounding can be walking around in nature barefoot, touching a tree or sitting under a tree, um, having red hearty uh, foods like beets or tomatoes um, or carrots, you know, something that's rooted in the ground. Um, Yeah, those are all the chakras and they're all going to be affected for the eclipse. So just in different ways. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. And we'll definitely, you know, since we asked the question, we'll definitely do something soon about that. We'll maybe hop on another call, go deeper, or we could put a post up about it. Um, so thank you for that question. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I actually recently had a, a blockage of my throat chakra before I really knew much about them. And it, it is very real, you guys, like the, the difference between really getting taking the time to educate myself about that blockage and what that can impact and then doing the work to really put in and say okay i'm going to improve this significant difference very significant difference and it's all about that awareness first you have to know what's going on before you can do something about it so i highly recommend like kira said you know look into it research like figure out get it get an understanding watch that watch that back you know when we post the the recording and and try and be aware of what's going on with your body and pay attention so that you can recognize when these blockages occur and you might need to do a little extra work um, to get them back in alignment. So thank you for that. Awesome. The easiest way to align yourself, and you can do this during the eclipse as long as you're, you know, in your safe space. Um, just imagine the colors, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, purple, white, okay? Um, you start at red, you end with white. That is your chakras. Your white is your crown. Your red is your root. Imagine the colors moving through your body and they're all in clogging. You go up to the crown and then you go all the way down and that helps you with uh, realigning yourself. It's a quick, easy fix. Your body could still be a little off or unbalanced, but it helps a lot. So yeah yeah absolutely i love that practice it's one of my favorite things and i'll I'll just take you know if you're busy in your work day take two minutes before your meeting and just just sit just say you know what i need two minutes you know it's the same time it takes you to go to the bathroom like just sit down give yourself that time and it, you're you will feel a lot better afterwards you really will so awesome all right well is there anything else Kara, that you want to cover today I think that is a lot. And I hope you guys are able to 
take all this stuff. I love talking about the history. So if you guys specifically want to talk about some unknown history and facts that I have learned, especially when we were talking about Hitler and Tesla, I have so much for you. So just let me know and uh, look forward to our playback of this and the podcast. I'm going to post this in particular on the podcast. So yay! thank you so much. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining. And again, you know, like Kira said, we'll repost those plays. I'll make sure to put her link in our Instagram bio so you can find her easily. And if you guys have questions for our next stream or just things that you want us to talk about on these lives, send Kira a message, send Soul Connects a message. Like we will absolutely love to include those kinds of things in these talks in the future. So thank you so much and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Kira. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye guys. Bye.